You are listening to Critical Mass, coast-to-coast radio show, a national business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Hello and welcome to this episode of Critical Mass Coast to Coast Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. This business talk show airs live on Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 4 p.m. and Thursdays at our special time of 3 p.m. All of our shows can be heard exclusively here on Internet Radio Station OCTalkRadio.net, spanning the globe with our message of the power of peer learning. If you're listening to this show as a podcast, we encourage you to listen live during our broadcast times. Critical Mass Coast to Coast Radio Show is brought to you through a partnership of Critical Mass for Business with Renaissance Executive Forums business owners in select markets across North America. Renaissance Executive Forums is an international organization committed to helping their members take their businesses to the next level. If you'd like to learn more about Executive Forums, then visit their website, executiveforums.com. This show is brought to you by our commercial advertisers, Brandman University, Commercial Bank of California, Decision Toolbox, Smart Business Magazine, Succession Strategies, and our newest sponsor, Center Club, a member of Club Corp. The goal for the show is to help you, our listening audience, of CEOs running middle market firms to improve your decision-making skills. We have a focused guest today. His name is Mark Niederauer, and he is Chief Technology Officer. And Mark, as Chief Technology Officer, is going to join our program to talk about some of the challenges and opportunities that their technology company faced. Based in San Antonio, Texas, Mark also talk, will be talking about the special organization made up of medical startup companies. So don't go anywhere. We're going to return with our focus guest, Mark Niederauer, after these words from our commercial sponsors. Commercial Bank of California, or CBC, is a well-funded, full-service bank located in the heart of Orange County. When it comes to safety and stability... CBC has one of the highest levels of capital of any commercial bank ranked in the top 6% in the nation. Commercial Bank of California was founded in 2003 by a group of Orange County's finest entrepreneurs. To this day, our bank is governed by our founders, including General William Lyon of William Lyon Homes, Alex Morello of the Morello Group, and Frank Willey of Fidelity National Financial, to name a few. In short... We're a bank founded, built, and run by entrepreneurs, for entrepreneurs. Not every business in Orange County should be our customer. However, if your business is looking for a bank that can assist in finance, production, analytics, and risk management, there's no better bank to choose. To understand the true power of how Commercial Bank of California can help you achieve your goals, give us a call at 714-431-7000. Or visit us on the web at www.combancal.com. Member FDIC. Can we talk about your family business? You know, that thing you put your whole life's blood, sweat, and tears into? Well, what happens when you retire or try and pass that business on to your children? At Succession Strategies, we can help you find the answers. We'll guide you through the unsettling process 
of protecting your family legacy and successfully passing your business on to the next generation safely and securely, ensuring that it'll both survive and thrive for generations to come. So ask yourself just one question. Can I really afford to wait? Take the first step. Take our complimentary self-assessment at SuccessionStrategies.com or call us at 714-560-9022 to set up a free consultation at your convenience. That's Succession-Strategies.com. And while we're at it, let's give a shout-out to our special sponsor for this show, Renaissance Executive Forums, where CEOs and business owners go to take their companies to the next level. Right now, as we speak, there are over a 1,000 CEOs meeting this week with other CEOs to make better decisions and improve their overall operations. If you want to learn the power of these CEO peer groups, just visit executiveforums.com to learn more. That's executiveforums.com. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Coast to Coast Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. As I said at the top of the show, we have one guest today. He is the Chief Technology Officer, and his name is Mark Niederauer. Mark, welcome to the program. Hello, Rick, and thank you. It's great to have you on the show, and I want to thank Peter Broiler, who is our Renaissance Executive Forum's business partner in San Antonio, who brought your company and you to our attention. Let's start simply, if I could, Mark, can you tell us a little bit about your professional background? Sure. My professional background, I'm a uh, biochemical engineer by training and have been in pharmaceutical and medical devices uh, since the beginning of my career. Starting with some fairly large companies, Herc uh, Zoni is one of them. I've been with Smith Nephew and then a couple of startups, Osteobiologics here in San Antonio, now with EO2 Concepts. And let's talk about EO2 Concepts then. Uh, help us to understand what it is that your firm is developing and what is your unique kind of niche or specialization. Sure. The, air, the, the technology we're developing is um, something that's actually, if you look at it from a simple level, something very old. It's oxygen, and it's oxygen therapy for chronic wounds. What's unique is the way we're applying it. We have a system that generates oxygen from the air using a fuel cell and then delivers it to a chronic wound uh, under a dressing, Uh, and we have a proprietary line of dressings that does that. But what we're trying to do is basically create a highly oxygenated atmosphere to create an optimal wound healing environment and uh, bring wounds to full closure in people that have chronic wounds, which is a uh, not only a large, but a very quickly growing problem in the United States. Okay, so uh, being non-technical in this area, can you, for our listeners of CEOs of middle market companies across North America, can you help to explain why an oxygen-rich environment is better than just the regular air that's out there? Sure. The the simplest term, um, well, if you think about chronic wound, actually, the, it's not even just the air that's out there. A lot of times chronic wounds... Uh, your skin survives primarily by the blood flow going to it, and chronic wounds are, have impaired blood flow and other uh, issues that cause them to become chronic. If they don't get enough oxygen, so they go into starvation mode. It's, it's like holding your breath or not getting enough oxygen yourself, uh, but up to a local environment like a wound. And so what we try to do is supply that area with a high oxygen environment uh, that overcomes that barrier and enables the wound to heal. So we're basically removing a barrier to healing is what we're trying to do and uh, not only removing it by giving oxygen but by giving extra oxygen you actually give a boost so you 
it's, for example, you think about sports people that go to an auction bar on a ski hill or something like that. You, you will give an, an auction boost to your body. You can feel the good effects from that, but it's temporary. What we do with our device is you put on the, the wound, and you get that auction to the wound 24-7. So that wound's always getting that boost uh, all day long. Uh, how did the company first come up with the concept, and can you take us back a little bit and sort of through the evolution of the product cycle? Sure. Our founder, uh, Michael Wells, came up with the idea from some of his experience in working in the device field. Uh, he formerly worked with uh, KCI Technologies here in town and uh, came with the idea of, through some exposure to some other technologies to create a device that could not only deliver auction but would be able to be adjustable, monitor the flow, and also monitor uh, conditions at the wound site. And so that's what we've incorporated into our technology. You made the comment that the chronic wounds are increasing. Why is that? There are several reasons that uh, the number of chronic wounds in the United States are cre- increasing. One is we have uh, our population is aging. We're getting older. Uh, the, 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 the lot of people uh, from the baby boom generation are uh, they're living longer and they're and they're going to retirement. So chronic wounds typically are associated not only with older people but also other health problems. One of the biggest ones is diabetes. Uh, diabetes, as, as a lot of people know, is growing fairly rapidly in the United States. Uh, it also typically is a type 2 onset diabetes, so it happens as you get older. It's associated with uh, eating habits, uh, lack of exercise, other things. And that's actually a very rapidly growing problem. So if you combine not only an aging population but also a increasing incidence of diabetes in our population, those th- both directly affect the amount of uh, chronic wounds that occur. I have to admit that I... Um I was the brave one who went to your website and, and went through the warning <laughs> to see some of the images of what a chronic wound can look like, and they are very unsightly. Yes. It, well, it, 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 I agree with you. It's, it's, I was in uh, pharmaceuticals and arthroscopy slash orthopedics prior to coming into the chronic wound environment, and I myself was also shocked because I really did not have a good idea as to how prevalent the issue was and how um, how much it impacts the quality of life of people that suffer from those. Because you get a lot of people that suffer from wounds for quite a long time. And, for example, if you look on our website, you look at the wounds we treat. Uh, we treat wounds that are, on average, open for 13 months to 15 months. Wow. So can you imagine having a wound that never closes up? It's just always open for over a year. It, it's, it, it's a huge impact on people's lives. And And when you say wounds, and, again, I'm only know from what I saw on your website, the size of some of the wounds was also took me back. I, I didn't expect them to be as as large of a surface area. Correct. They can they can encompass uh, from from areas for, you know as small as a dime. But typically, all these wounds that become chronic and uh, people have issues, they will become as large as you can you can have envision a wound going from your kneecap all the way down to your ankle and covering half your leg. And known as a venous stasis ulcer, that's a fairly severe one, but they do get very large, and uh, due to other health issues, they can be something that, that, that is very difficult to heal. And uh, that one of the big dangers of having a chronic wound that's always open, i.e., it means it's moist, it's not sealed off, it's not scabbed over, is infection. Right. Uh, so that's a real danger. Right. Your blood, your blood system. Right. You're, you're. I mean, you're open to the environment. That's after a Correct. while, the care and feeding for that, and care and maintenance, I should say, of that can, you know, you can sort of stop doing it as well, and then you really run the risk. I'm speaking with Mark Niederauer. He is Chief Technology Officer of 
EO2 Concepts. Yeah, I, we got a question in from the audience. I wonder if you could address this. Is your system similar to a hyperbolic chamber? Yes, it's actually a hyperbaric chamber. Um, it's similar in some ways. Uh, the, the main similarity is that we both use pure oxygen. The similarities actually go away quickly after that. Uh, a hyperbaric chamber is something that uh, sometimes you hear about people going into hyperbaric dives. For example, one of the things that you see a lot in publications or, or news shows is somebody that gets deep sea bends. Um, they go into a hyperbaric chamber to try to take the increase the pressure and then slowly uh, bring them back up to pressure. That's one way of treating bends. However, for wound care, hyperbaric chambers are used to uh, take a patient in there, give them a, uh, about an hour and a half exposure to high-pressure oxygen. And by high pressure, I mean you're going to about two and a half atmospheres, which, you're, you're, which means you're diving somewhere. It's like diving under the ocean 60 to 80 feet, depending on how, how high a pressure they go. So that's a long ways. I mean, most people, your ears start popping around seven or eight feet. Um, so it's, it's a high-pressure dive. Uh, what that means is they just put a high pressure in there with pure oxygen in your breathing. And then the effects, you, you ramp out of that. So the effects last up to about three to four hours, depending on um, where you're trying to get the oxygen to. But it's systemic. You have to breathe it in, then it has to go through your circulatory system and get to the wound. Mm -hmm. The difference we have is we actually apply pure oxygen directly to the wound. And how it works is it's, it's um, similar to how you breathe. It's diffusion. Um, when we breathe oxygen in through air, it actually diffuses into our lungs, and then it gets picked up by the blood and circulated to our body. What we're trying to do is directly have it picked up by a moist wound, so a, a, a moist interface, kind of like your lungs, diffuses in, and then it goes straight into the cells without having to, without having to rely on the circulatory system to get it there. We're going to take a, a short commercial break here on Critical Mass Coast to Coast, and our guest today is Mark Niederauer, and he is Chief Technology Officer for his firm, which is EO2 Concepts. And you know, we're going to come back because I, I want to I want to dig a little bit deeper on this because it sounds like such an obvious uh, idea but yet such a powerful one, and, and I want to go back a little bit in the history and then also how you're bringing this product to market. So stay tuned. Uh, we'll be right back after a few words from our commercial sponsors. When it comes to pioneers in their respective industries, we all know the Apples, Starbucks, and Trader Joe's of the world. In the realm of recruiting, Decision Toolbox is the industry's best-kept secret. With 90% of their business from referrals and repeat customers, for over 20 years, Decision Toolbox's U.S.-based team of recruiters, sourcers, professional writers, quality personnel, and tech support has perfected a Six Sigma approach to talent management. No matter the size of the project, Decision Toolbox delivers incredible results, a cost per hire less than half of what contingency firms charge with the winning candidate presented in an average of 14 days, all with a 12-month candidate warranty. With results like that, Decision Toolbox won't be a secret for long. Visit us at www.dtoolbox.com for more information. If you are an Orange County CEO or a business owner, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have had these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions through the power of peer learning. 
These are groups of peers who are running businesses just like you. CEO Peer Groups provides a great sounding board to test fresh ideas and new concepts, review your strategic plans and tactical goals, and present issues and opportunities for a critical discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, and improved business results. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn about our CEO peer groups. CEO peer groups is a registered trademark of Critical Mass for Business. Imagine what it would feel like to lose everything. Your job, your home, your family, your dignity. This has happened to thousands of the men, women, veterans, and young adults we serve at Working Wardrobes. What do we do to help? We provide career development services, life skills workshops, job skills training. We provide the perfect interview outfit, and we get clients placed in jobs. Call Working Wardrobes, 714-210-2460. Donate, volunteer, invest. Higher. And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Coast to Coast Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. I'd like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our show as a podcast. You've downloaded over 11,000 shows during the last 30 days. We here at the program appreciate your continued and growing support. All of our shows can be heard live here on Internet Radio Station OCTalkRadio.net broadcasting from their state-of-the-art studios in Costa Mesa, California, or rebroadcast anytime from Apple iTunes, Stitcher.com, and other business-oriented podcasting services. Our focus guest today comes from EO2 Concepts. He's Mark Niederauer. He's the Chief Technology Officer. The firm is in San Antonio, Texas. And Peter Broiler, our Renaissance Executive Forum's business partner in the market, brought him and his firm to our attention. Uh, during the break, uh, Mark, my engineer asked me how your system addresses necrosis. So the the, uh, the way our system and a lot of other advanced technologies address necrosis is through not only applying our system but also applying uh, good wound care. Because uh, the, the nurses and the doctors that are they're treating the patients, uh, what they have to do, and this gets fairly um, and apologize to some of the audience, um, aggressive is that they have to actually go in and cut out uh, tissue that is dying and get it down to a bleeding base so that uh, the wound now sees itself as being what we call acute, so a wound that's, that's fresh, it's new, and it kicks off a whole different signaling process in the body. So if you combine uh, proper debridement uh, with moist wound therapy and our auction system, um, that's what really kicks it off, and the auction gives uh, the normal healing processes a significant boost. Okay, because I can tell you, I got a little bit of a queasy stomach kind of person, and so we're, that's about as deep as we're going to go here on Critical Mass <laughs> Coast to Coast with, with Mark, because uh, um, I was about to tap out there for a minute. So l- let's change our focus a little bit to the inspiration for your founder to apply this, what appears to me to be a very reasonable, rational, logical I know obvious is too strong of a word, but sometimes the greatest inventions, when you see them, you go, wow, that makes so much sense. How come we didn't think of that before? But what was the inspiration for this type of, uh, of treatment? I think the, the original inspiration is something that you've already tapped upon or mentioned before is the use of auction therapies out there. Um, for example, there are what we call topical auction chambers that try to do the same thing, um, yet you have to, when you get treated with those, you have to be immobile. Uh, you put your foot or, or whatever part of your body into a chamber, and you get treated similar to a hyperbaric chamber, but you don't have the high pressure. That's, and that's what we do, too, is we don't have any high pressure. 
So he was trying to look for a way to reliably deliver it, um, and I think one of the you know the aha moments is it should be continuous, um, just like we breathe. It's you hold your breath very long, you you know that our bodies don't store oxygen very well. We tend to pass out, um, and so you know you got to imagine that your your wound's going to experience the same type of situation. Uh, so if you can deliver something that's that's continuous, uh, but then also put some safeguards in so that we can actually monitor how much we're producing, um, be able to adjust that, and then have the system also not only monitor what it's doing, but as the environmental conditions change, it can try to keep the flow rate of oxygen going the same all the time. So trying to get all that together and make it fully portable was the, the concept, and, that, and that's, that's really where it started. And um, that's how I got involved, too, is, is through connections here in town. Michael Wells contacted me because I had experience primarily in starting companies up from an operational standpoint, uh, quality systems, operations, technology, and then bringing it into a fully operational company and launching devices. He and I partnered on bringing this company basically to where it is now, and along with a lot of other people that have come in with us to, to do this, including other executives that we have running the company. So how do you go to market? How do you get your products in the hands of the patients who need it? That's an interesting question with new technologies because it uh, it's not a simple answer. The way we do it is uh, we first have to get approval from the Food and Drug Administration to be able to mark our devices, which we did back in 09. And then a little more complex situation arises because when you're trying to get your products in the hands of uh, customers, so nurses, doctors, and patients, the easy part is, I, I should say relatively easy, is trying to show them your product and convince them to at least try it. The harder part comes into bringing a new technology into an established system of, of uh, medicine in the United States and, and elsewhere. It's not just the United States. Um, but you're trying to bring something in that, that changes the game, and it's not something that they're used to. So now you're dealing with a, a much broader uh, arrangement of people, including the controllers at the facility, the upper administration, uh, people that oversee uh, standards of care, and routines for care, because this one of the things that I don't think widely known is that when you go in to get treated, typically most places will have what's called a formulary, and they have things that they approve to treat certain conditions in a certain fashion. And so to convince people to take your new technology and to go into those areas is a time-consuming step. We have to not only develop evidence that our technology works, it's safe, it's efficacious, but also that we're going to be in their modalities, being able to treat their wounds similar to what they do now or better, and in um, the current changing models, also save them money. So as you can imagine, that gets fairly complex fairly quickly, and almost every situation you go into is a little bit different because you're dealing with different entities, and they have their own formulas for how they want to treat uh, chronic wounds. So do you have people in the markets who have the relationships with the medical centers, hospitals that help you, like agents or reps, or are you, uh, does your firm... EO2 concepts have that sales and marketing responsibility directly to the to the you know point of sale kind of application. It, it's a mix of both. We have some expertise here in house, uh, so that we know uh, who to be able to go out and contact and be able to have those discussions at our level. But then you do need contacts uh, in the local environments uh, that do know the players in those areas and can uh, make the introductions and also help facilitate uh, the discussions that get us to the point of being able to. Uh, try to get our product into use in their systems. So when did you know, and, and you and Michael know as entrepreneurs uh, who happen to be in this field, that the product that you had invented and that you were testing was actually uh, successful, you know, was re achieving the results that would 
you know, cause people to change their behavior? Because really what you're talking about is getting doctors and hospitals and medical professionals to change from the known to the potentially unknown. Correct. So the, the first big, I guess, indicator for us was we did what's called a preclinical trial. So we did an animal study that uh, showed very significant results in how our technology worked. So that was kind of the first indicator. But then what we did is we launched a product. Uh, we also decided to launch a registry that would track all clinical use of our products. We basically, every time we have a product out in the field, we are very aggressive at trying to gather data to show how well the product works when it's applied on patients. And that's uh, for, when we, for example, when we initially started the discussion, when you talked about the results we're getting, that's posted on our website, and that's something we routinely update. We track all patients that are treated. And what we typically get right now, um, and, and it's changing as time goes by, but this is typical of all companies and their startups, is you get uh, what we what we term as the train wrecks. So the you get the the patients that have already been tried with current standards of care, multiple standards of care typically, and those standards have been unsuccessful in treating that particular wound with that patient. So we get those patients, and that's most of what you see in our registry with the type of results we're getting for wound healing. So you're getting the toughest of the tough cases that correct yeah all other standards of care haven't so so that if you don't mind and again i don't want to get too graphic with our conversation but i'm curious first question the wounds that happen do they tend to be at a certain uh, of a certain type or a certain location on on the body for people i mean are they more around the feet and the legs or or can they be anywhere on the body it really depends on the wound type. So there's there's three primary wound types that uh, we treat uh, or we have in our registry. So that's the ones we treated. Um, and they're pressure ulcers, uh, diabetic foot ulcers, and venous ulcers. So diabetic foot ulcers are typically on the lower leg. Um, so it's around the ankle and down. Uh, it can be up, a little bit up the, the leg sometimes. Venous stasis ulcers are typically on what would you call your shins in that area. Uh-huh. And then uh, pressure ulcers are can be almost anywhere. Um, think of bed sores. That's a pressure ulcer. So people are their chair, you know, bound to wheelchairs um, in beds, and uh, also some people as they develop diabetes, they become what's called neuropathic. They can't feel anymore. They start losing sensation in their extremities, so their hands and feet. Uh, so one of the things that happens there is that you you can get a wound and not feel it. Hmm. Um, so in, in for example, this is fairly graphic, but. You you step on things that stick in your feet and you don't know about it for a while and that causes a wound. Wow! Wow! And I can see how you said earlier in the uh, interview. And we're talking with Mark Niederauer. He is chief technology officer of EO2 Concepts. Um, that, that with the aging population, that more and more of the chronic wounds are are showing up. Uh, a question: When you've applied your treatment, it's been successful. The wound does finally heal. Any research or data that suggests about it coming back? I mean, does it, it, once it's healed, is it healed? That is something we monitor, and that's something you'll find very prevalent in the wound care industry is that uh, companies and technologies like to monitor, it, are they truly making a difference, or are they just a temporary patch to a wound? Um, so in our registry, it's that's more difficult to, to monitor because we lose track of those patients a lot of times. Um, we're also doing a, a clinical trial and some other feasibility trials that do uh, monitor that. I don't have the results for those yet, but the, the the initial results are very promising. And if you look in the literature to other oxygen therapies that have been used, for example, topical oxygen, there is evidence uh, that 
uh, using oxygen to heal a wound will significantly decrease the chances of reoccurrence of that wound. And the main reason for that is that one of the things that oxygen does when a wound's repairing is that it really enables the proper repair of collagen. Um, and that's one of the things, I guess it's a sexy term nowadays, you hear lots, you know, skin care and, and collagen content, things like that. But uh, the reason for that is that if you look at skin, um, about 70% of the dry weights, if you remove all the moisture, is collagen. So the, the primary structural aspect of our skin is a collagen matrix. And the real difference between your normal skin and a, for example, a scar, a repair that happens quickly is that the, the normal skin has a very organized matrix. It's, it's more like a woven fabric. Um, scars tend to be very disorganized. Um, it's something that's thrown together fairly quickly, so it's more like a felt mesh. So you can imagine if you try to um, pull and tug at your, your, your fabric, it tends to go back to the same shape it was. Um, scars tend to pull and then tear apart, and that's what's, uh, that's what's called a wound reopening. So if you don't have a good quality repair in your skin, it will tend to reopen more, and that's one of the things that's been shown in multiple papers. Uh, and again, those aren't our papers. They're by other researchers out in the field. Uh, that when you add uh, concentrated oxygen, so pure oxygen over a wound, uh, you will get much better repair and less, much less likely uh, chance of it reopening. Wow, that's that's very encouraging information. We're going to take our third and final commercial time out here on Critical Mass Coast to Coast, and when we come back with our conversation with Mark Niederauer, who is the Chief Technology Officer of EO2 Concepts, I, I want to talk to you about the organization that is in San Antonio designed to help and it's made up of medical startup companies and so when we come back we're going to have that conversation so don't go anywhere ladies and gentlemen we'll be back after these words from our commercial sponsors there's something uniquely positive about the word up when things are good things are looking up when you want to go fast you speed up and when you're really cheering you stand up so when you want to move up what do you do well, when it comes to getting your bachelor's degree or master's degree, there's one university that stacks up better than virtually everyone else, and that university is Brandman. Brandman University is ranked by U.S. News & World Report as one of the nation's top ten universities for online bachelor's programs, and it ranked best in the state of California. Brandman also received top honors from U.S. News & World Report for our online graduate programs in business and education. Plus, our programs are available on ground at more than 25 convenient campuses. So to wrap things up, we recommend you look us up at brandman.edu. That's brandman.edu. And find out how to move up like never before. Brandman University. Move up. Smart Business Network is a business-to-business multimedia company providing insight, advice, and strategy for C-level executives of fast growth, middle market, and large companies. As one of the nation's largest publishers of local management journals, under the Smart Business name, Smart Business Network publishes 19 regional print editions, presents dozens of large and small-scale business conferences and award programs, and produces a vibrant interactive digital media presence. For more information, visit us at www.sbnonline.com. Richard Franzi is a highly sought-after keynote speaker on topics of interest to CEOs of middle firms across North America. Richard's talks include Killing Cats Leads to Rats, a fascinating look at how unintended consequences of CEOs' decisions impact their firm's performance. 
Your Gray Matter Matters, which explores how a CEO's mindset can differentiate a middle market firm and define its culture. Richard delivers talks to a variety of audiences, ranging from executive team retreats to keynotes in front of hundreds of CEOs. To learn more about his talks, visit criticalmassforbusiness.com and select the contact page or call 949-887-4104. Welcome back to this segment of Critical Mass Coast to Coast Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Our audience demographic is 98% business owners and executives who listen to learn from the experiences of our guests. If your firm is interested in reaching these top decision makers, then advertising on our show may be the answer. Each month, our sponsors gain valuable exposure through their support of the program. Last month, we delivered over 38,000 targeted sponsor impressions. To learn more, contact our our, our, Rose, our sales manager, Rose Chamora, at 951-515-4661. 951-515-4661. All of the archives of our shows can be found from our website, criticalmass4forbusiness.com. Let's return to our conversation with the Chief Te- Technology Officer for EO2 Concepts, Mark Niederauer. Again, during the break, Mark, I was talking with our engineer about this subject. He told me a story of a friend of his who had a chronic wound on his foot that the after repeated tries to heal it, the decision was to remove the foot and to amputate it. Is that a is that a I'm not asking you medical, you know, advice here, but is that also a historically been an outcome when people have chronic wounds yeah sadly yes um and that's it it's uh the problem that has been growing for quite a long time and they've been trying through a lot of education uh and changing medical care practices to reduce that and luckily or or i should say happily um in the last year or two we started seeing a trend where the number of amputations has been going down however that's percentage wise if you look at the the number of amputations because of the growing incidence um that's actually something that happens fairly often and one of the, the um, even sadder facts is that a lot of patients don't know going into it with an amputation. It's, it's one way to try to stop that wound from being open at that point in time. But the average morbidity, uh, i.e. The, the average lifespan of somebody that has an amputation is only five years after the first amputation. Holy so cow. it's something you don't want to do if you don't have to. Wow. I had no idea. I'm so glad that Peter Broiler suggested we do this interview with you because uh, um, you've opened my eyes to an area that I was, frankly, ignorant about. And this is, I love to do these interviews here on Critical Mass Coast to Coast. Uh, final uh, kind of conversation I'd like to have with you is, can you tell us a little bit, and I don't know how you exactly pronounce the organization. I know it's spelled M-I-O-S-A. Do you have a, do you have a phraseology for that or just use the acronym? Or No, we, uh, we call it, it's MIOSA, and it's actually, uh, it's a, we try to have a little fun with it. We're in San Antonio, so we try to. We have a mix of cultures here with Spanish, American, and German, and so we try to have as much fun as we can with that. Uh, there's a, a long-standing tradition here called Night in Old San Antonio, so it's Niosa. So we just chose Miosa, Medical Industry of San, Organization of San Antonio. So, so tell me about that organization. The organization it's a it's an organization that's formed uh, voluntarily to facilitate networking and promote collaboration and serve as an informal advisory board to the community. Uh, focusing on small and growing medical companies. So it's, it's, it's fairly broad across the medical industry. It's not just medical devices. It also includes life sciences and pharma. Um, and it was started about five years ago 
this San Antonio has become in the last decade, and this is also kind of a secret, but it's uh, it's become a hotspot for the medical industry and new emerging companies. We have right now in our organization uh, over 50 companies uh, that are basically in startup stage in, in the medical industry here in San Antonio. Why has San Antonio become kind of a mecca? I, I think it, it goes back to there were several events that started off. Uh, the first, I think, big medical industry happening here in San Antonio was uh, Kinetic Concepts, Inc., uh, so KCI. Uh, they have a device uh, that's they, they started off as a hospital bed organization, but they created a device back in the 90s uh, that's uh, known as the Wound Vac, and it uh, closes wounds by applying suction to them and has become a gold standard of care. And so you've got that combined with uh, there was also uh, a couple of other companies that started up here back then that have spawned, um, as they became successful, other companies. So if you look at some of the organizations that were originally here, not only were they successful, but they've the people that were successful in those companies went on to form new companies. So we have this multiplier effect going on. Because uh, you look back in the 90s, you had not only KCI, but you had ILX Oncology and then Osteobiologics, the previous company I was with, all um, had successful exits from becoming startups to being bought out or going public. And each one of those companies has formed at least four new companies. So that spawned a lot of it. But then you've also got a huge education base here. San Antonio has uh, several universities and a lot of colleges. There's, there's over 120,000 students here in San Antonio, if you combine all those together. And the Health Science Center in San Antonio and UTSA, so the UT University of Texas San Antonio, both have incubator programs that spawn off a lot of ideas from research, not only from the professors, but also from the students, because they have these uh, contests that actually award cash to students for creating projects and trying to create companies. And we've actually, in the last two or three years, been getting two to three companies out of the Health Science Center and UTSA into our community just from students. So these are uh, undergraduate or graduate students that are creating companies, and um, it's become a very lively hotbed. I think also one of the things that really helps it with the community is because it is a community. Um, you got organizations not only Health Cell, and, uh, for example, Myosa, but we also have organizations like the Health Cell, which uh, is a unique to San Antonio. It's an organization that promotes not only networking, but professional development, individual professional development across all aspects of medical. So it includes doctors, nurses, um, people that are in the business aspects of healthcare. And then we have a, another organization called Biomed SA, uh, which is designed to not only promote growth of companies here in San Antonio, but also promote awareness of what we have in San Antonio and bring things to here. So it's a very collaborative environment, which I think is fairly unique. We've heard that even from other people that visit from some of the, the biomedical or biotech hotspots across the United States when they come to San Antonio. They're astounded by the, the sense of cooperation that's here versus uh, pure competition. I love the way you explain that because it really does take a lot of different people and organizations and interests kind of focusing on a common goal to be able to get something like that started in a community, in a city. And once it takes hold, it, be it develops its own momentum, doesn't it, that then attracts other people and other think tanks from outside of your market that reinforces it and helps to accelerate the growth. So it sounds like you're really on to something powerful there for not only the the economy and employment in San Antonio, but for the care of patients across the country, if not around the globe. 
We believe so. That's that's very powerful. I, I, uh, I'm glad that we were uh, told to ask you about the organization and kind of what's going on there. I guess as you were talking, I was wondering, does that also mean that the people who live in San Antonio, who may be patients of the different medical centers in the community, might also benefit disproportionately from some of these findings? Because I, I would think it would be logical to try to build partnerships to test your products in the market where you reside. Yes, it, it's, it is much easier to try to uh, work with organizations that are local. Um, you will encounter some of the same difficulties we discussed earlier as, as trying to get through the systems. But uh, as, as you start going through these networks and with people that are associated with, for example, the health and other organizations, you do make connections that will get you into doors that otherwise uh, probably would not open to you. Uh, right. You do create that personal trust which, uh, is, is, I think everybody knows that's listening, is, is integral to uh, the business connections and, and trying to get business done. Okay, i got two more questions for you, uh, 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 one and then a quick one. Uh, the first one is, what's the future hold for your firm? You know, do you guys have an exit strategy? What is, what, when I have you back, Mark, in a couple years, if you're, you know, where is EO2 Concepts going to be? Our, our personal strategy is to, to build the company. We believe we have something that will be changing uh, to the standard of health care for chronic wound care and other areas. There's other areas we're investigating because we, we do see effects of uh, auction in uh, ancillary areas in, in medicine uh, that are not just chronic wound care. So it's not going to be just a, a single market, but we believe we'll become something that um, becomes a standard of care in the near future, and uh, we will continue to grow not only our current products, but we have... Uh, very um, high, lofty goals for expanding our product line and uh, bringing it into the the new digital age with all the uh, interconnectivity with products that are coming on the market now. And if someone wants to learn more about EO2 Concepts, how do they find you online? Uh, We have one of the simpler email, I mean, our website address is just eo2.com, so the letters EO and the number 2.com. Okay, that that is <laughs> that is the quickest, maybe the quickest answer to that question we've had yet here in Critical Mass Coast to Coast Radio Show. Uh, you know, I I can't thank you enough for sharing a bit of what you know about this work that your company is doing, and obviously on behalf of all the patients who are lives have been improved because of the technology that you and and your founder Michael have developed. It's 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 really great. I'm. I want to thank Peter Broiler with Renaissance Executive Forums in San Antonio for suggesting you and your firm to be on our program today. I've really enjoyed it. You've taught me a lot, and you've opened my mind to something that I was previously unaware of. So for that, I'm truly grateful. Thank you. Mark Niederauer, Chief Technology Officer. Thank you. Thank you, Rick, and everyone listening. Have a good evening. Thank you. Thanks for being a friend of the program, and welcome to our community. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I hope you've enjoyed this interview, and maybe you too feel that uh, through our conversation, you, you gain some perspective and information and knowledge that you previously didn't have here from the radio show, and that's part of what we try to do each and every day when we host the radio show. I'd like to thank our engineer uh, for helping to put the show together. He is Paul Roberts. Our producer is Crystal Nunley. Kathleen Shepard is the guest coordinator. Asia Celestino is our social media manager. Our live events coordinator is Melissa Pedanti. And uh, Rose Jamar is our VP of Sales, and I'm your host, Rick Francie. I'd like to thank our business partners, Renaissance Executive Forums, for bringing uh, the guests to the radio show here each and every week. Renaissance Executive Forums is an international organization committed to helping members take their businesses to the next level. If you'd like to learn more about Executive Forums, I suggest you visit their website, executiveforums.com. The show was brought to you by our commercial advertisers, Brandman University, 
Commercial Bank of California, Decision Toolbox, Smart Business Magazine, Succession Strategies, Center Club, a member of Club Corp. If you'd like to learn more about our business, Critical Mass for Business, or our radio shows, Critical Mass Radio Show Series, visit our website, criticalmass4forbusiness.com. Until the next show, I hope all of your decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You've been listening to Critical Mass Coast to Coast Radio Show, business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi. 